Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back. Um, this is a little bit of an awkward uh, opening. I, whenever, whenever there's a little bit too much time in between each episode, I just have a harder time sitting down, putting my thoughts together, and speaking to the microphone, aka your beautiful ears. Um, it's kind of crazy that it's literally March now. It's February 28th today, and I'm pretty sure this is going to come out still February. So happy last day of February. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful week so far and a wonderful month. And if not, that's absolutely all good. Things get better. Things go up and down and it's normal. I've had a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, I'm super anxious at the moment. Like, I'm so fucking anxious. I should have chosen a better <laughs> a better moment to record this. But at the same time, it's very therapeutic and it actually centers me. And I discovered that it's one of the activities that actually makes me, I don't know, it just gives me life in a way. Um, yeah, even though there's no instant validation, of course, it's actually a really interesting way of approaching validation in some way but um even though I don't get instant validation or even gratification it's really good and therapeutic so here we are um and let me tell you why I'm anxious I'm extremely anxious because I'm going back to university tomorrow um here in New Zealand we start years like school years in March so it's like the first part of the of the year um, it's not like in, I guess, North America or pretty, I guess everything in general, right? Um, Northern Hemisphere, I don't know, but it's like, it's not like it starts September and then you have winter break and then you come back for the spring and then you finish. This is literally the beginning of the year, the new year. So I'm really anxious about it. For some reason, I... I go places, I do everything on my own, I love interacting with people, I work with people every day, I just love that in general, I don't ever get this terrified or anxious about something tangible except going to university, um, I don't know why it makes me so, so anxious, (laughs) I think it's because I've been, I don't know, I've been, my university experience has been so linked to the COVID experience that I've never had a real, like a very real uni life or something. I don't, I don't really know. It makes me so anxious. But um, yeah, I um, <laughs> I am hoping I'm not the only person on the same boat. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I am here to talk about actually about something that. Like always, I love talking about and I test on myself and just draw from my own experience. I think that's the way that I like sharing everything in here and just in my life. Like my life philosophy goes around that. I I love learning and trying things out, but I usually go from my own experience and also the collective side of learning from other people, from very wise, um, illuminated people. Um, and I kind of, yeah, I love learning and testing things and everything, but always centered from my life experience. Um, if that makes any sense. So yeah, everything that I come share 
in here is based on that and I understand that there's not one way to do things so this is just one of the many ways of uh seeing things or uh yeah even uh experimenting uh mellowing down the anxiety that comes with feeling judged or judged <gasps> oh my goodness I just realized this is actually no not a coincidence that I that I'm talking about this right now about judging feeling judged and everything with the fact that I'm so anxious about going back to uni I think this is very well timed and this is going to help me so much and it's going to reassure everything that I have been learning and that I come to share with you today this is actually so well timed and just literally just forget about me justifying that I'm not feeling well Anyways, um, today I'm talking about this. Uh, makes me really, really happy because it's literally been a life journey for me. And whenever I come across people uh, talking about this and ways, more tools, you know, to incorporate into our lives to alleviate the anxiety and the fear and blah, 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 all of that. It's just great. I love that. So, Um, yeah, and at the end of the day, this is once again a human experience. It's uh, looks different for everybody, but at the end of the day, it's yeah, it's something that we all go through and we all navigate. And uh, yeah, I'm opening the conversation around this. I want to keep uh, hearing from you, and yeah, keep keep it up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, a, a little uh, segue, real quick, but. This morning, I was on Instagram and I saw um, this video of somebody sharing kind of like tips on how to keep an avocado like intact, like avoid the brown spots that it gets. Um, yeah, on the, you know, whatever. And so there was this water container and <laughs> they would store the avocado in the water container for hours and That was apparently the way to do it. But then the person tried it out and they were just like, nah, like this is really shitty. This doesn't really work. And I was like, of course it doesn't really work. I, I didn't realize that this was, that this was a, this is majorly a concern in, in the cooking world or <laughs> the um, food world. Um, but I kind of discovered a way that I kind of put together from seeing my mom put some lemon juice on the sliced apples that she would send me for school, for my school uh, snack kind of thing. Because uh, she would say that otherwise, if she didn't put any lemon, they would kind of like oxidate with, you know, with time. Like if they were just like freshly cut and just put into the container, they would after a few hours kind of like start to oxidate or something. So she would put lemon and they would stay intact. So I was just like, oh, so sliced fruits do that. Avocados a fruit. So... I didn't, I didn't start putting lemon. I actually started putting it as soon as I sliced it and used the, let's say the one of the halves, I would put one of the other half inside a crystal jar, a glass container, like a little glass jar. And I would just put it on the fridge and it stays intact. It's an incredible way of do, of do, of dealing with it. I would highly recommend, I haven't seen, actually I haven't checked the signs on that. I am, I'm, I'm maybe just taking from my own <laughs> from my own memories of what I kind of like my logic would tell me to do but I'm pretty sure it's that I just yeah trust me on this one I didn't know it was a real struggle 
till I saw this video of people trying to figure out how to avoid their avocados getting brown and um yeah and muggy so this is a really good way of storing avocados so you're welcome um speaking of food I'm a chef now officially how fucking crazy everybody I can't believe I'm so stoked talking about this again because I think a few episodes in to this podcast when I restarted it I was kind of like I would joke a little bit and in the podcast and with people in my life, I would just joke and be like, oh, yeah, you know, now that I'm a chef, blah, 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 whatever shit like that. And I would always joke and like, oh, you know, I want to have a cooking show like that's my fantasy. Like, you know, and this is really, really cringe. And you can you, you can skip a little bit. <laughs> you can fast forward this part of you if you'd like. <laughs> but sometimes when I'm cooking, I just kind of like pretend like, I don't know, like there's an audience <laughs> like there's an audience or something and I just like start just describing what I'm doing you know it's like hey guys so <laughs> oh this is so bad I just like start just describing what I'm doing you know like the whole process as if, as if there was somebody watching me or actually listening to what I was saying at the moment so I would do that on my own or I would do that if I'm on FaceTime or I would do that with people around me. And unfortunately, that's become a habit. So I it started as a joke and now it's just a habit of mine. Unless I'm listening to like those dark academia classical music playlists that I've told you about that I'm obsessed with. Um, but yeah, I I am a chef now. This is so crazy. I literally tomorrow is my first day working as a chef it's not a restaurant it's not like one of those chef jobs is um it's actually working at an NGO with another chef and so it's just going to be the two of us which means that there's going to be more um yeah kind of like more freedom to do things and a little bit more responsibilities in that sense but um what this job offers is that I'm gonna be trained properly trained and you know just get to see how things roll in there and uh, there's a lot of work with communities and people and events and shit. So like, it's, it's going to be, it's just really wholesome in general. The place is really, really wholesome people as well. And it's very, very people driven, community driven, local, you know, sustainable, that kind of stuff driven. Uh, so it's so exciting. I, I never thought I was gonna, I never thought I was gonna do that. And then now, yeah, I, I guess I'm a sous chef now pretty crazy uh excites me actually if you asked me but um yeah that's the news I, I I I I flew back from the island six days ago and I haven't stopped sleeping I just haven't I think getting back into like a more busy lifestyle you know island lifestyle versus city lifestyle is completely different so <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I've been so tired. I've been exhausted and I've been putting my shit together and it's been good, but exhausting, even though tomorrow is when I actually start all the things that, you know, put my life together here somehow. I mean, some of the aspects, right? But um, anyways, anyways, um, yeah, I'm really happy to be back. I feel more centered in a different way. Um, and yeah um <laughs> I don't know what what's next uh but uh a couple of weeks ago I I um I learned 
I actually verbalized and put into words uh, my journey with dealing with judgment, dealing with my inner critic, uh, which also would it, you know, who just doesn't talk trash about me, but also about people in general, you know, like this dynamic of being extremely judgmental that you use on yourself and you use on others. Right. And I think that's one of the one of the things that I've struggled the most in my life. It's been I don't know when I was younger, I used to care so much about what people would think of me. And I used to, I don't know, act like do things and speak and literally live my life from a place where I was like, well, what's going to what what are they going to say? You know, how is it going to look like, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like taking into consideration all the possible ways all the positive yeah just how people were gonna react I'm really sorry about my English today it's kind of shitty um no like shit I'm really sorry maybe that was not the word but um for the past month all I've been I've been speaking French all the time and (laughs) this sounds really cocky I'm really sorry if it just sounds cocky but I I think I just need to say it. I my English is kind of off right now I I actually realized since I, I since I've been back it just it's been a little bit of a mess. Um, I'm lacking better words. I'm lacking my good words. Um, they're going to hit me back as soon as I'm back in my study mode. Um, but yeah, my English is a little bit off. So please be kind and stick around and be patient with me. (laughs) It's a little bit off. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of what happens when you speak another language and you just kind of like get stuck in that area of your brain but anyways yes um so yeah I I have always struggled with this a lot I feel like I've gotten way better I think that since I moved from my country from home and I just like started making life living life in my own terms and like you know just living just living on my own and yeah just literally being independent uh that's when I started kind of to take into consideration um to actually just care about what I think of myself you know to like not let outside perspectives or opinions define who I am or how I perceive myself um and this didn't really happen overnight this was like a a whole process that I started talking about when literally since I can remember when I started going to therapy when I was 16 I would always come into the therapy sessions uh with uh with issues around this topic you know like the judgment and like the feeling of feel feeling judged all the time and blah 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 that would always be an issue and I did a lot of work in therapy and also a lot of work just with myself kind of like you know introspection and like I don't know just like a lot of inner work in general so I think that this is a whole process takes a lot of time and it's really bullshit when people kind of make it seem as if you just all you need to do is to buy new clothes not give a fuck about anything and just live your life because I think that's just that's just capitalism but anyways that's not the point in here um yeah, so that that was a little bit of a background of why I'm so why this topic gets so close to my heart and how I literally speak from experience in this sense. Um, so yeah, I used to care so much about that. I was always really shy, a really shy kid. Um, 
Yeah. And I really, really cared about external opinions. And it was until I moved out and I started doing things on my own and experiencing life in a more intense and full way that I started, yeah, just uh, finding that validation in different areas of my life or through different ways. Uh, I would say that right now, um, I don't really... I'm not as hard on myself as I used to be. I don't judge myself that hard. I'm actually way more compassionate. That was a a goal that I set myself a couple years ago, I think. It was very specific. I remember that I was like, oh, I just want to be compassionate with myself. And how does it look like? And I started writing down how it looked like and how it felt like. And I realized that it was going to start with the way that, you know, whenever I was getting ready, you know, if I didn't look as good that day or if I didn't feel like I looked good or whatever I would just like straight away you know first thing I'd just be talking shit about myself in the mirror I'd just be really mean and uh yeah on the other side I would I would also be criticizing people on their looks in my head all the time you know um so yeah I I kind of worked a lot through this and um I unlearned a lot of the ways that I was taught to think of other people or just like judge in general so that was really interesting and very humbling experience um because I think that as soon as you heal that inner critic uh with yourself or even with with the outside it doesn't really matter if you want to stop judging yourself or the outer world either of them or both as soon as you see as you heal one of those the other one heals like the other side I feel like one point um, is criticizing ourselves and the other point is criticizing uh, what's on the outside. It's kind of like the what uh, in I, I think in yeah in psychology or neuroscience is called projections, which is pretty much kind of like seeing outside what is in your mind, in your brain. You know, it's kind of like externalizing those images, those things, those um, aspects of a person or whatever um yeah anyways um yeah so I about judging on judging uh okay so I realized what that I was kind of rambling a little bit about projections and I'm just gonna google it for you guys because I don't want to be um providing sloppy information uh okay projection (laughs) Um, okay, so what we got in here is projection refers to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to somebody else. A common example is cheating spouse who suspects their partner is being unfaithful. That's, you know, that's a little explanation. That was me being, you know, like, I feel so judged. Everybody's criticizing how I look. Everybody's criticizing my outfit, my, the way I speak, the way I look. Because I was doing that in my mind. I think that's the best example of how projections work and how literally all the shit in our minds comes outside and gives us more anxiety than what we need or can handle or deal with or actually experience. So that was a point. That was a big factor of anxiety to me. Just, you know, on top of everything that I had in my life, having to worry about you know other people's perceptions or other people's thoughts which is pretty fucking wild because even if you matched the standards that society has set for 
an ideal person, let's say, physically or intellectually, let's say physically, which is way easier to tackle. Even if you looked the, yeah, even if you had those, um, those attributes of the ideal, you know, white, slim, cisgender person, um, even if you were that, it would still, you know, you could not control what people would think of you, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I think that as much as we do or put out there, um, the moment that we put it out or the moment that we, I don't know, the moment that we just do it, um, we kind of like lose control of what other people's perceptions are going to be. You know, like you have no control, no way of controlling or changing somebody's mind around something as personal as their opinion of you or their thoughts on you. And that has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with them. And I'm talking right now about like looks and first impressions and everything. Of course, when you know somebody, when you interact with people, something that is going to influence the way that you think of them, either very poorly or very highly, is the way that they communicate, the way you know, their values, that they, the way that they treat people, the way that they treat you, you know, all of those factors put together an image of somebody in your head. And that's absolutely fine. That's actually relying, let's say, on the facts or your experience with the person. But what I'm talking about here, it's more like judge based, like judgmental, like, you know, having opinions um, or impression, like, you know, some sort of impression of somebody in your head. So to me, that was always an issue, you know, like, I would try to fit with, you know, um, let's say when dating, you know, like, I would try to, you know, create this fake, uh, maybe not fake, but you know, kind of like just bring out these aspects of like an ideal, you know, girlfriend or like, you know, just like somebody who this person would want to date or would want to date but at the end of the day you know it would never be enough if that was for them um I don't know if that that just didn't match their expectations and that would have had nothing to do with me at all you know what I mean so to me it was so illuminating when I came across um this book that I haven't seen a lot of information about and um, (laughs) I've just seen a few uh, reviews on the books and mostly it's really interesting because most reviews on English in English are not very uh, there's not a lot of clout around this book in English but in Spanish it's kind of like a like a bible it's like a classic you know and I mean not like a classic classic literature but you know it's just like one of those classic self-help books which I know are a little bit problematic sometimes and I know there's a lot of conversation around them but somehow they hold some wisdom and in this case I'm talking about the four agreements which I learned in Spanish I learned I um <laughs> I read in Spanish for the first time and then in English again just because I wanted to I don't know I wanted to, t- to talk a little bit more about it so the four agreements it was a really great book I loved it um I really, really loved it. I definitely think that it doesn't make as much sense in English because I think it's like indigenous wisdom, you know, and I'm so familiarized with the terms in Spanish that to me in English kind of makes, you know, it just seems like like a whatever thing that, you know, it just kind of seems a little bit overwritten even. So that's my opinion. Um, And maybe that's why in the West 
it's there's not a lot of hype around it but there's a lot of wisdom in there and it's incredible so I came across this book and one of the four agreements like one of the four main parts that this book talks about it's being impeccable with your words which is a really interesting concept um I uh, I'm a slut for words. I to me words are not just a love language, but words do really impact the way that I navigate the world and that I, just the way that I see the world in. I think that's one of the maybe that's one of the main things when you speak multiple languages. Like you take words with such a way heavier. I don't know. Just like there. They have more value, I feel, or you're a little bit more aware or conscious of words or the role of language in in life, I think, or at least that's my experience. When I started learning languages, I became way more aware of the way that I would say things, the way that I would, um, yeah, create my reality through language, which is a little spoiler from next episode. Um, but yeah, it's a really fascinating, interesting topic. Um, so coming across that term was um, that that idea of being impeccable with your words was super interesting because for for a long time I've noticed and I've worked a lot around polishing the way that I say things um, and the way that you know just like it's pretty wild how yeah just how the way that we talk of about ourselves or about others really does impact the way that um the way I don't know that the kind of people that we attract or the kind of um, the kind of experiences that we um, that we encounter from our conversations, etc., uh, etc., et amongst other things. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was great to come across that, and I saw a really big change in my life when I started being aware of the things that I would say. I remember there was a time in high school when I had no friends at all, like no friends right and that was traumatizing for me that was a traumatizing era of my life where I would constantly feel judged I would have so much anxiety um and I was very lonely I was very very lonely and I was navigating a lot of change and heartbreak at the time I think so there was a little yeah there was a chunk of my high school where I was very lonely and I had no friends and that was such a traumatizing experience that even when I started having friends and hanging out with people and going to parties and all of this, I would always kind of like as a way of showing that I'm aware of that or that I've been other or that I had gone through that or coping with with the trauma. I don't know what it was. I think that it was just me coping with the trauma. I would constantly say like, oh, I have no friends, like in a jokingly way. I would just be like, ha, yeah, but like not me because I have no friends. I would always say that. And I don't know there were moments when I felt like I had no friends even though I had friends like my mind was just like if I needed to talk to somebody or I needed to or I even wanted to just go you know hang out or do something the first thing that my brain would would put on the forefront was you have no friends you know like don't even think about it because you have no friends and so that I would have in my mind constantly you know constantly around every single day the lines that I would say the most in a jokingly way, of course, because I mean, I knew that I had friends, I was in parties, you know, I was doing all these things, but I was at the same time just coping and verbalizing the trauma that those months 
caused in my social uh, atmosphere. So that was pretty crazy. And so in that moment, I was just like, oh, it really sucks. And I should not be speaking of myself like that, you know, because like then I heard somebody else say that as well. And but they, I think they were being serious about it. And I was just I remember being like, of course, you have friends like you have me, you know, like, are you not appreciating that, you know, you're talking to me or I, I don't know. I just thought I was like, oh, it must be it must feel really shitty for my friends to feel like I don't see them as my friends, you know, like I. It wasn't until I saw that in somebody else that I, I decided to stop doing that to myself and to the friends, to my friends around me or to the people who care for me. Just because, yeah, I was that really hurt me, even if it was in a jokingly way. And that would kind of not honor the fact that I am there, there was people around me and that um, I don't know, it just hurts to <laughs> say say those kinds of things about yourself all the time. It really hurts. So. So yeah, the moment that I discovered that I started just seeing how shifting the ways that I was saying things uh, would shift the way that I was living or experiencing certain things just was really, really crazy. So this concept of being impeccable with your words really, really impacted me. And that's when I became way, way more aware. I feel like it's very like W's. What, 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 what's happening with me? But I was much more aware of what was happening in my insides and uh, how I was, how that was impacting my outside. So, um, so yeah, I think it's really important to keep a few things in mind that I am going to start listing out just because I have no more uh, graceful way of shifting into the takeaways or the content of this massive ramble that I'm having at the moment I'm actually struggling to stay in line with the topic I just want to catch up just put everything out but at the same time I also want to talk about this but um yeah I think it's really important to remember that first thing is um yeah we judge from a place where our beliefs our life experiences have shifted the way that we see things. So we're actually not perceiving everything in a very rational way. You know, it's as if we were under the influence all the time. Um, Our perception is not everybody else's perception. And I think it's such an obvious thing to say, and it's such an obvious thing to even think about. But sometimes it seems like we forget about it. I would personally forget about it sometimes when I when I would hear somebody say something about me that was either not real or, you know, back in high school when I don't know, I was more I was definitely more in touch with people who would not necessarily be so nice to me. And they would just like say whatever the fuck they were thinking in their heads at the time. I don't know, like some things would really hurt me and I would take them personally and it was a big struggle for me not to take anything personally. So. I think the moment that we understand that everything that somebody says, either it's positive or negative, um, which once again, we're falling back into the black or white, good or bad situation. I, I like embracing neutrality or thinking of, of things as constructive or not as constructive. But let's say that, you know, somebody says something positive or negative, whatever they're saying comes from their own life experience and their own perception. And that's it. You know, like... I always appreciate when people give me, you know, either compliments or really, really beautiful, nice things. 
Um, but I know that it comes from their own experience and I'm like, oh, this person, you know, like sometimes you notice when somebody is just like so full of life and so full of like light and love that it's people who just like, I don't know, who do, who, who you can't really see or you've never heard say, you know, shitty things about somebody. You know what I mean? Like people who live life in such grace kind of spread nothing but what they have inside which is mostly like goodness and like that same light you know I even notice that with myself like when I'm feeling in like my you know highest self I I can't say anything but good stuff about the people that I love or people just around me like you know like I I talk to people around me I ask them how their day is going I engage with them in a deeper level I you know I feel I don't know it's it feels like that, you know, like I, I, I don't even feel like saying I can't even see the let's say like the the stuff that I would criticize that I would have criticized in back in high school when that was the first thing that I would see, you know, when I was a little bit more contaminated or more in touch with those um, unconscious com, com, uh, collective beliefs. Because, yeah, unfortunately, we're taught, especially as women to, you know, tear each other down and to criticize somebody based on their looks or based somebody somebody's values on their on their looks you know so that to me was so linked to yeah to just a way that I would perceive somebody that um it took me a long time to detach from that and release the big judgment that I would set on somebody and on myself so I started yeah I started feeling that as I started feeling lighter and releasing more and more in peace and in peace with myself and my body and my mind and my environment and in contact with with nature and with you know my my spiritual self and my everything I yeah I was just like I can't really you know like people are people have flaws like absolutely but that's none of my business you know what I mean and um I was talking to my therapist the other day and that's actually a little bit of an issue now <laughs> just because I tend now I tend to ignore the red flag the red flags. Um, it's something that I've been noticing lately, and that's been happening a lot in the past. My last relationship was very driven by that. I would just absolutely ignore the red flags, just because I was like, you know, everybody has flaws, of course, and like, you know, um, you know, you kind of like, yes, you see people's potential and you focus on the very positive, beautiful aspects of a human being and you kind of like get lost on that so that was kind of my case and that's something that I'm now working on it's kind of like the other side of the spectrum it's like you know still acknowledging and being aware and being you know uh yeah mindful and present about that but I think understanding that people's words in this case or people's thoughts um are very personal in the sense in which they are fully linked to their life experience to what their parents told them to the way they were raised to their place in the world to everything so if somebody compliments you or talks shit about you or whatever happens if it's something as neutral as something in between those two that comes from the person's place and that says a lot about them and not necessarily everything about you I think it's very valuable when somebody who knows you really well and somebody, you know, um, I don't know, talks to you about something that you could do better or, you know, kind of, yeah, talks in that direction. That's absolutely valuable and that's something to 
take into consideration. But in general, those feelings of, you know, constantly feeling judged and everything are causing anxiety because we are judging ourselves all the time. If you feel like you're constantly being judged or looked at or criticized, it's because you're probably doing the same to yourself in your mind or to people in general. And if you haven't noticed it, it's maybe because it's pretty internalized already and it's very second nature and it's just part of the way that your mind, that your inner monologue operates, which is really crazy. It's really, really scary, you know, becoming aware of all the stuff that we do without even noticing just because it's part of us. To me, it was a big part of me. It was a big part of where I used to get my confidence from. I used to feel very confident criticizing people or just, you know, kind of like drawing this comparison and being like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm better than this person because of this and that. It, it, it's so bullshit. I used to, a big source of my confidence for a long time when I was younger came from, yeah, from, from, <laughs> from things like that. And it was really hard to get through that. But once you do, it's, there's so much peace and yeah because yeah it's it goes both ways you know it's like internally and externally people on the outside and inside so all the anxiety that we get from feeling judged comes from the anxiety of having that voice in our heads all the time and a great way of healing that is understanding that we don't see things as they are we see them as we are You can repeat that to yourself as much as you want and remembering that at the end of the day, we're all humans. We come, we come from the same place and we probably want the same things, you know, um, that was very hippy dippy and it came from my heart. Uh, but I think the more technical aspect to that would be acknowledging that our perception is partial. We don't see the full We don't see the iceberg. We just see the tip and through and and, and we just break free from that cycle, uh, acknowledging that, acknowledging that the way that we see things or the way that we, you know, the truth that we stand in is not the general truth. It's not the absolute radical truth is our truth. And we live life, act and do things through that. And that's ours. And if somebody can share that with you, that's incredible. Uh, That's when, you know, like values come into place and you, you know, you can get to see how people interact with, with whatever you put out there. And it's beautiful when somebody shares that with you and when you connect with people in that level. But I think it's very important to remember that, um, that yeah, living in a physical world, there's dualities, you know, there's like this good bad pretty ugly situation so it's almost impossible not to judge it's part of our it's part of our ingrained system ingrained belief system um and we can yeah we can get we can liberate ourselves from that anxiety of feeling judged starting to acknowledge that the way that you see somebody is simply showing parts of yourselves of yourself that need to heal probably you know I think it's it's really easy to say it but to me in my case I I discovered that through because most of my judgment went around appearance and I would judge people who would intimidate me or who would uh, embody 
how I wanted to be perceived or how I wanted to feel, you know. I remember I slut shamed a lot in my head, <laughs> a lot. I would just, you know, criticize, not, not criticize, I don't think that's a word, but I would just judge somebody, um, you know, if they were open about their sex, their sex life or about, you know, or they would have like more out there hairstyles or ways of dressing or whatever. I would just, those kinds of people in my head, I would be, you know, all the time thinking like gross shit about them. But that was pretty much because it would show my insecurities and that would show that I needed to work a lot on my confidence and where it was coming from, which was not the right place because it came from judging other people. And that made me feel powerful, but it's just an illusion. It's just like a sense, a false sense of, of power and, um, and confidence. And a way that I discovered that boosts my confidence and that kind of gives me that validation that judging kind of gave me in a way, not validation, maybe that's not the word, but that like boost or hype that judging will give me in my head. Cause it's like instant gratification at the end of the day. Like you start judging somebody and you somehow feel good about yourself, but doesn't really last. And it just kind of goes deeper into your own wound that you're projecting on the outside but something that really helped me was to kind of like settle kind of like come into terms with my confidence and where it was coming from was to do acts of service for example like I started volunteering a lot and I started um, perceiving myself not just as a body you know, like as a, as a, as a chick with an appearance, but as somebody who would, who could also provide to other people who was in service, who was, you know, um, just giving and doing something about, about, you know, in my case, I felt very passionate. I still feel very passionate about sustainability, the environment. So, and, and people in general, like humanity, animals, yeah, doing, so I feel like activism and, and getting involved in like volunteer projects and things like that really, really gave me a sense of confidence that was sustainable in the first place and also came from the right spot where you know I connected to this place where I was like oh I mean if I hate seeing you know racism in the world or you know people not being treated well or whatever like why am I doing that in my head you know so like those kinds of activities really put me out of my head and started giving me a sense of self-respect that nothing else had ever given me which is really crazy so somehow my mind started shifting in other directions and I as, as soon as I stopped judging myself and how I looked and I remembered I was like oh you know I kind of I look sh- kind of shitty today you know whatever but you know, I, I kind of feel comfortable with what I'm doing or with what I've done or, you know, I'm not just a body. I'm not just, you know, uh, uh, yeah, a body with clothes on, you know what I mean? Um, as soon as that kind of ceased a little bit, I stopped having this big anxiety, like the anxiety of people on the outside criticizing, criticizing me started decreasing a lot. So understanding that judgment comes from a very personal place and comes from our own life experience not actually taking into account so many different factors mostly the kind of anxiety that I'm talking about is based let's say on initial looks or a certain facade that we give into the world um yeah you know like we are 
multifacetic. We have so many, as human beings, we have so many different sides of us. And somebody may, you know, may not really resonate with your, let's say, work uh, persona. But that doesn't mean that that's the same you on your personal life or as a friend or as a partner or as a humanitarian. You know what I mean? Like there's different sides that people who may, you know, put a judgment out into the world are not thinking about. So that's an interesting uh, thought, Some a little bit of food for thought. And another, uh, the other side of the coin of this situation with judgment is that judgment could actually serve um, as a tool for us. This is something that I actually learned in therapy and um, talking to, hmm, talking to experts about, about this kind of more social psychologic yeah on the social psychologic side of things um so judgment I kind of associated to negative stuff right like my experience with judgment the trauma that it brought to my early years of life and my early teens um but judge judge I mean yeah judging it's like a crucial part of living in a physical world where there's, you know, we got to take decisions and we, you know, there's red flags and, you know, <laughs> if, if we're going to enter a relationship, we got to see the red flags or any friendship or in general, literally anything. It's really important for us to still discern and still, you know, bring our life experience forward so that that can guide us like it's also a really really big guide so on one side it's not productive when it's just serving that side that it's you know bringing ourselves down and bringing people down and you know keeping up with this anxious cycle of being stuck in oh my god what are are people gonna think of me whatever whatever but on the other side judgment it's crucial because that's that allows us to tap into our experiences and our values and our plans and that's a guidance a really big guidance so I think the correct way of judging is when we take decisions uh, when we act you know actions and uh yeah draw you know whatever we're, we're gonna do or say from the emotions or feelings of inner peace and what aligns to our values um, cause I think that judgment, yeah, is a great tool for that. And that allows us to kind of discern and make a mental list, like a checklist or, you know, whatever to, um, to access that knowledge that life has given us throughout the years or yeah, whatever sit- situation it is. So, um, I think it's really important when it comes to learning how to use judgment in your favor. I think it's important distinguishing what's important to what's not. I think it's so important to distinguish the objective that we're after in a certain situation so that we can actually judge from um, from that objective and we can take the actions, we can speak and act and blah, 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 blah. 
from that objective rather than just having it as a sloppy thing in our minds that is causing us anxiety. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. I hope that makes sense. For example, for me, I wrote down a little objective that I had when it came to ignoring these red flags and getting lost on the um, hypothetical perfect highest self of somebody that I'm, for example, seeing, right? Or just that I meet. So to me, an objective would be actually let's <laughs> let's change the objective I can't really think of something more precise and more digestible but to me let's say that <laughs> my objective would be to graduate uni and not just graduate but actually you know set some time to study and actually learn not just fucking see the shit out of everything and then be done with it you know like actually give some time and commit to that and honor the fact that I'm privileged enough to study, right? So when I have that objective in mind, I can actually start judging the, (laughs) judging or, you know, just like choosing, let's say, the situations that come into my life. You know, if there's an option, a job opportunity, for example, which in this case, I have three really good opportunities at the moment that are lined up, but discerning from my objective which is have time to study and learn I can't take all of those opportunities because that would not serve me you know what I mean I know that I will be exhausted I know that I will be moody I know that I'm not gonna even find the time or make the time to rest and have fun which is kind of having a balanced life which to me feels like a great life which that that kind of to me that life makes me happy and that serves me and works for me me really well you know so from that standpoint we can actually discern and be like okay cool (laughs) having my my objective in mind I can actually use judgment as a tool that's going to guide me it sounded more complicated in my mind but it actually came out pretty chill and it sounds even redundant a little bit and I'm kind of sounding like a mom and I don't want to sound like a mom but um Yeah, another point that my therapist mentioned when I was talking to her about my anxiety in general around, uh, yeah, just instant gratification fucking kills me. Like, I I think when I started shooting film, I started practicing my delayed gratification. You know, like, I started appreciating the weight and the excitement to see my photos, which is literally works for anything else. You know, it's like... Why am I going to university? Oh, I'm going to university because I'm studying and at some stage I'm going to be qualified in something and then I'll, I'll jump into the next thing. You know what I mean? So to me, it causes so much anxiety sometimes to expect everything to bloom overnight. And all the inner work, it's the same story. Nothing is overnight. So I was talking to her about my anxiety around that and she was just like, bro, you got to chill the fuck out and you actually got to remember that according to your objective, which we went through on the first step about this whole judgment thing, according to your objective, like you just got to keep in mind the kind of stuff that you want to bring out of that objective. You know what I mean? So when you think of your objective, you could actually use judgment once again as something that it's going to help you navigate and kind of like go through the go through the temptations of 
uh, instant gratification, you know, because sometimes it's really easy, especially for us who grew up in the era of technology and information where everything is instant, like groceries and everything, everything is instant. So sometimes it's really hard to like just stay in the same spot, you know, working towards something, watering, nurturing a specific something. So I think it's really important And to me, it makes a lot of sense to not just drop something because it's not blooming overnight. You know what I mean? Like having in mind those objectives and the purpose of the things that we are doing at the moment with our lives is going to not just kind of strengthen our muscle for delay gratification, but it's also going to decrease the anxiety that we have around pretty much most of the stuff having to do with, not not most of the anxiety, but you know, it's going to kind of deal with the anxiety of uncertainty and like feeling so misplaced and lost all the time. You know what I mean? Like I think having those objectives and purposes in mind and nurturing and working towards them really, really, yeah, keeps us grounded, you know, and it should not just be like I, I set university as an example, but it could be something like, you know, another one of my, let's say, more intangible purposes, you know, university is very specific to my time and, time and place now in my life. But, you know, another purpose to me would be, I don't know, like living or speaking from a place of love or where I'm not hurting anybody or, you know, uh, purposely hurting somebody because that's another thing sometimes our words might not be received with the same intention that we put them out you know I think the moment that we put something out it's it belongs to the world and it, it'll be received in the way or in the conditions that the person is in you know what I mean um, so that's why I also believe that we can't really please everybody because everybody's in a different emotional, personal, physical state and not everything is perceived the way that we perceive it. That's kind of like we went around the whole thing. Um, but yeah, kind of fighting instant gratification is maybe not even fighting, you know, just kind of like setting up the boundaries that we have and getting to know the purpose and our motivations will really decrease the anxiety that comes with, yeah, that just comes with this um, uncertainty and, you know, this kind of feeling of lostness and judgment is uh, a good tool for that to kind of like keep us settled and keep us in line. And as much anxiety as it can cause, it can also be very healing and it could be like a compass in a way. And yeah, it's, you know, developing, strengthening, strengthening (laughs) the good judgment muscle. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, now I'm like a little bit brain dry. Um, yeah. I think my last idea to wrap this up would be that, um, there, there's a little distinction of non-productive judgments and productive judge- judgments. So I think I, we went a little bit through the productive ones, which, you know, kind of redirect us to towards our purpose or towards our goal or towards the way that we, that we want to experience 
life today or literally towards what we want to fucking eat tonight. I don't know, whatever. It, it works for anything. But the non-productive judgments are just the really extreme ones, which fall into this very, into this, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty flawed. You know, it's like the, the non-productive uh, judgments are those really extreme ones, like the radical ones, you know, it's like labeling something as good or bad, you know, it's like the whole duality thing. That's just projections. That's like straight up projections, you know, just like kind of labeling something or somebody as like a good person or yeah, just like attributing these extreme points of either black, white, you know, I don't know, giving name to certain things around that spectrum is projections. I think it's, yeah, kind of like what I'm trying to get through in here is we also got to be aware of our projections and we got to be aware where there are projections and where a projection is showing us something that we have to heal in ourselves or where there's actually some some wisdom you know there's when there's actually some gut feeling even or some life experience that's like oh you know let's go towards this direction so I think I find it easier to kind of like distinguish that when I'm like oh yeah like that's a really in my opinion that's a really bad person you know something like that it's just like not taking into consideration all the other aspects I think that we can actually kind of distinguish that when we I don't know, when we kind of see where our judgment is coming from, you know what I mean? Like, when we are, when we can see where, which aspects of this person or situation we are considering, taking into consideration, you know? If we're just judging somebody on the way they look, saying that they're bad people because of that, that's just our projection and that's bullshit, <laughs> you know? Sorry for swearing so much, everybody. I'm just really passionate about this. Um... Yeah. And oh my God, I think that's it. <laughs> I've been speaking for a little while now and I don't want to make this more confusing. And the way that I'm going to save this whole topic for another um, more practical set of um, just like, yeah, like a little like a little list or like a little more practical thing is having a part two. <laughs> um yeah, this topic is massive and I was not expecting having such a, yeah, like a big <laughs> dis linguistic disorientation. Um, but yeah, I kind of, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> um, I'm very curious and knowing your thoughts on this and very curious and knowing your ways of dealing with this anxiety. If you have found or heard of anything um, I absolutely love getting to know different ways of doing things and trying them in my own life and seeing from my own experience and everything how it goes. So, um, yeah, uh, don't hesitate to, uh, message me on Instagram at Amora Podcast, which is usually where I am taking your suggestions and sharing with you my favorite journaling prompts and things like that. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, message me about anything, really. <laughs> if you have dogs, I would love to see your dogs. I really miss my dog at the moment, so whenever I see a dog, I get really excited. So if that's the case, please, and you appreciate me at some in some way, even if it's a metaphysical 
psychological way you can do that and make me really happy make my day but yeah I hope you have a wonderful week happy March and I will see you on the next episode take care and peace and love be happy and take care of yourself and make time for yourself and peace and love bye